Yes. Yes, yes. Episode Back. number two. I can better, baby. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how do you like that chair right now? I'm, you know me, I'm a lean back aficionado, so I like to be relaxed. And we're going super cozy today. You guys can't see on the camera, but we're real living, we're living room vibes mm-hmm. right now. You know, very we comfortable. We got a few things uh, switched up, right? Like, yes, you know, yes. Let us plants in the, in the shot. Uh, these are all real plants, by the way. Yeah, because Adam doesn't want to do anything halfway. No. Every, no. It's got to be real plants. Yeah. And we, yeah. we got a little carpet vibe going on too yeah uh you know it feels good i'm like like opening up my toes in my socks yeah it's, it's really like nice. a little bit of a living room vibe yeah yeah comfortable yeah yeah i feel like um, we should get some some tea or something some 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 a warm beverage mm. next time next next time. time are you a tea guy you do more like decaf. i don't mind a tea i don't mind like an herbal tea it's nice uh, but i'm more of a coffee guy Coffee, yeah, I right? actually drink a little too much, I think. When did you start? Was that uni or were you kind of like even high school days had that? It was like end of high school. Oh, yeah. So that it was um, it was probably around like when workload increased a little bit. Like, okay, catch this. Okay. I'll, I'll give you a little backstory. Okay. Um, I kind of figured something out later in life mm-hmm. that makes sense. You know when after you've gone through a period of life, and you can now kind of connect the dots. Mm-hmm. So my daughter, she's she's now like, she's two and a half. And she has some like behavioral issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a great girl, like a lover to death. But um, she has trouble sleeping mm-hmm. and a lot of trouble soothing at night. Like when she wakes up in the middle of the night. Yeah. How, how old is your, your daughter? So she was born um, in April. April, yeah. Oh, we're... Yeah, April 8th. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Aries. Anyways. Yes. Um, so anyways, we uh we tried, you know, the sleep training, mm-hmm. tried we tried a bunch of of things to get her to sleep better because you know, we all know sleep is very important, right? Crucial. And my son, who's four and a half, he sleeps like a champ. Like mm-hmm. it took us about two weeks of sleep training and then yeah, and he, was he, was, it. he was gravy. Yeah, yeah. Right. Two weeks and then he sleeps in his own bed. He's been sleeping in his own bed since he was, you know, six months old. Uh, you know, since from crib to now toddler bed. Mm-hmm. And he'll sleep like 12 hours a night. Oh, wow. You know, smart as a whip. Mm-hmm. Thinker, he's a thinker. Yeah. So back to my daughter. So we went to the to the pediatrician and the pediatrician is like, well, maybe you need to talk to this behavioral therapist that specializes in families who deal with this. So we booked an appointment virtual. Um, shout out to Ani. That's her name. She's, I think she's out of Ottawa. Yeah. Um, so she is neurodivergent. Okay. Which mm-hmm. neurodivergent is basically um, someone who th- doesn't, their brain doesn't work like a typical person. Mm. So like ADHD, dyslexia. So autistic. It's not necessarily autism, okay, right? It's more, um, I I don't even know if it would be on the spectrum, but um, anyways. I feel like I just, I feel like I just discontinued something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a longer discussion as well. But 
So the interesting mm-hmm. thing is she started to ask us questions about our upbringing and mm-hmm. not upbringing, but our childhood and how our brains work. Right. And basically she, without diagnosing me, because you can't get diagnosed that easily. You have to, yeah. you have to go to a psychiatrist and you have to go through Tests this process. And, yeah. Right. Which is basically like, there's a high chance that I have ADHD. Oh, wow. And I've gone through my whole life, mm-hmm. gotten to the point where I'm at, just compensating, mm. right? So um, I found I just found that to be really interesting. And then what she, so how she describes it is people who have ADHD, they have low dopamine. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's very common for people that deal with ADHD to become addicted to things. Mm. And caffeine is a very common thing because it's so um, readily accessible, accessible, but it's also um, not kind of frowned upon. Mm, it's like a it's, it's like a drug. It's like a drug that it's, the world, like alcohol, which yes, becomes socially acceptable. Exactly. But if you looked at the actual like pitfalls of what this does to your body, it's pretty like and and same thing with smoking back in the day. And um, there's a lot of mental um, uh, things that we've learned about, like, cognitively, um, that before people just used to write off, like, when soldiers would come back from war, we'd just be like, oh, they're crazy. Then we found out PTSD was a thing. And um, even, like, if somebody is going through a depression or something, it's just like, oh, we're just going to write this off. So it's that same sort of yeah, like, I think learn people more. are becoming a lot more aware and yes. understanding of things, yeah. right? So back to my point is I basically got addicted to caffeine mm-hmm. from the time I started drinking coffee and without realizing it, you know, someone, I'm an undiagnosed ADHD, someone who has ADHD. Mm-hmm. And basically if I drink a coffee and I get a hit of caffeine, it just mellows me out. It brings you it's like it brings you back down to like homeostasis it's, it's really it's yeah. it's different from the typical person what they feel when they have like a, caffeine like an yeah. upper yeah yeah That's like, I, I don't know if it, it brings me down it just kind of mellows me out yeah um, I, there's i don't understand the complete science behind it but mm-hmm. yeah so that that's why i love coffee there you go i'm trying not to drink as much of it and mm-hmm. i try not to like i cut it off at around noon mm-hmm. Like well, right you now, do decaf. You do decaf right too. Now, so. Yeah, I'm having a decaf yeah. right now. So yeah, I mean, I'd say you. I didn't. I didn't know too much of the the habits before. Like as we hang out more, I just learn learn more. Mm-hmm. Like um, our first workout. Yeah. Was yeah. was this week? Uh, or we had la, two. Last, we had two. Yeah. Uh, we had Sunday. We did a workout on Sunday. Yeah. And then we did a workout. Um, Tuesday. Tuesday. I know how I felt about it. How did How did you feel? It felt good. Yeah. Um, I think there are pros and cons to working out with somebody. Yeah. Right. I think you have to be on the same page, kind mm-hmm. of at the same level. You have to um, also the programming. You probably have mm-hmm. to be on the same program, mm-hmm. right? For it to be to work out consistently. Yes. Like goals being somewhat the same or within the same wheelhouse. Um. I think is a little bit less determining if the programs like let's say you have a leg day and one person is like because we're we're kind of we're 
on the same we could talk about this a little yeah, bit yeah. um we're kind of on the same sort of um journey we're going to be showcasing it to to you guys as well um for yeah. the month of we're december gonna start december 1st yeah we're not going to give away too much with that because yeah. you know we're um still ironing out the details um and we also want it to be more of a surprise but um in that our our goals are somewhat similar. it's like a little bit of body recomp one's more focused on on building up and then other person's work focused on uh leading yeah. down mm-hmm. but the thing i wanted to mention about our workout was and we can kind of go into the the pros and cons i think one of the big mm-hmm. pros is just like with that person there you kind of like i think you're not thinking as much about uh like let's say you're not feeling the most like you didn't get the best sleep that night or um might have been thinking about or thinking about something else you know you're talking about the excuses yeah excuses or even just like other things in your day you know like oh, i gotta finish this oh, I see and what you're, get saying. To that. you're kind of you're um you're more in the moment present 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 with your workout 100 percent. because now it's like and i think this is also an like accountable accountability piece that you get with coaching you know it's like oh i'm now accountable mm-hmm. you know so like i remember a time where you where you introduced the mile mile sets to me yeah, yeah um and it was like all right we're gonna go 10 seconds rest and then three extra reps once you reach failure you know yeah. essentially and then it's like when we each had our turn, it was like, how much reps is that? You know what I mean? Like just double checking and be like, nah, nah, it was three, it was three. Yeah. All, right, all right, you look a little fresh. Go back, go back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, right so back we're pushing in. each other. Yeah. I think for that, it's it's good, but that can also be Dude, my quads were on fire. Adam was feeling it. Adam was feeling it. So okay, <laughs> listen to this. So I went home. Um, so we worked out in the morning, 5 a.m. Yeah. Right. Loved it, by the way. Yeah. No, 5 a.m. club, best club. We, we, we're going to talk about this another time. Well, the people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I come home and my wife messaged me. She's like, oh, um, Addie's up. So I had to go and get her. And then my son woke up too. And because I was holding my daughter, my son's like, pick me up. Pick me up, please, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> so my quads so are on fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm holding. And this is like right when you get through the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> you didn't even get to eat. You didn't get to like leaving the gym. I'm trying to, you know, when there's a car and they stop for you and yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to cross the road, yeah, 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 the parking lot to get to my car. Yeah, and I just try to do a little jog, and then my quad seized up. <laughs> It was like, what do you think just happened? We're just, we're doing enough just to keep you on your feet right now. Exactly. You know? Uh, yeah. So, so, so I'm at home. I have two of my kids. My son, he's, he's a tall, tall kid. Yeah. But he's very light. Like right. he's maybe 30, 34 pounds. Maybe. That's, that's Caleb, right? Caleb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then my daughter, she's the exact opposite. She's short, mm-hmm. but she's all muscle. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's she's the athlete, like, low key. Right? Yeah, she's yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. twenty eight pounds. Yeah, and she's like two years. She's two years younger. Yes. So yes. I'm holding both of them, and that's so that's what um fifty six, almost sixty pounds, or whatever. And I'm walking down the stairs, <laughs> and I feel my both of my quads seizing up. <laughs> that's a tough trek, anyway. Like that's like basically like a farmer's walk, but like elevated. Yeah, through elevation mm-hmm. as well. 
oh, we should do the CN Tower walk one day. Oh, with, I'd love that. With a vest. Would love that. We should record it as well. We guys, we're going to have so much stuff for you. It's, you're gonna, you guys are going to love it, then hate it, then love it again. Like, that, that's how much you're going you're gonna to see it. You know, you're going to go through phases of it. Yeah. <laughs> you're putting it out there because it makes us accountable to get it done for them. It does. It yeah. does. Uh, you know, that's almost a theme from the first little bit. That's it. You also met uh, my girl. Yes. For the first time. Yes. So um, was, how was so, that? So that was interesting because. First impressions? You, you didn't tell her that I did it. we were coming. I did it. And she was at the front desk, right? Life is amazing, man. Because yeah. we were going to go to, there's a gym in, if you're not from uh, Canada, down here in Ontario. It might be global, actually. Fusion, Fusion Global? I think there's only like three gyms in the GTA. It might be just a small chain. I don't know, but that's the might gym be. I go to. Yes. We were going to go there, but instead. Yeah. And it looked dope. Like, it, like it, I was excited to go. And then it kind it's, of. It's an all right gym. It The ownership turned over a few times, but mm -hmm. what I like is the morning community. Like, that's what I like about the gym. I think that's like a, I think that's like pretty, like. Any 5 a.m. club at any gym, it's gonna, there's like an archetype of person. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you just get more money with like, like an Equinox, you're gonna get a guy that might work in finance or, or just like higher, further along in his career at the 5 a.m. club. But it's the same mentality of person. You know what? I, I wouldn't, I would disagree. I would say, because oh, wow. I met some, some guys and girls um, at the gym in the morning that, are successful business owners like one of the guy pulled up in a porsche one uh one morning mm -hmm. and he parked it on the street so i'm like i, I go up to him and i say because I, I like cars too right so yeah, i just yeah, wanted yeah. to kind of get to know and uh i'm like so you rather park on the street he's like yeah i gotta avoid the the car dings and the yeah, scratches yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that right even though it was 5 a.m there aren't many people in the parking lot but he went he went further to tell me that about his business i didn't really ask about it but yeah. i guess he's proud right yeah but he had so it was a porsche 911 parked on the street he said his truck was in the shop he doesn't like bringing his car to work mm -hmm. because he owns a a waste management company okay and he's like yeah and it's I have always a, these like but then he goes jobs that have the bread you know he, he goes oh i also have a gt3 but I don't drive it around. I'm like, wow. <laughs> those, I don't know how much those are, but I think those are like... 100,000? Oh, way uh, more. Oh, wow. Yeah, because the 911 is like, I think, 120, 130. Yeah. Uh, but with the price of cars these days... They're pretty inflated, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not the biggest car guy. I just know, like, the aesthetics. So everything is aesthetic. Same thing with, like, clothing. Same thing with, like... Um, just how I present myself. Like I, I like looking clean. I like um, uh, showing showing a certain aesthetic. But with the cars, I feel like I could just do like even if like like when this goes crazy and like you know you know we got you're we're doing the most. Um, I think it would still be like like something. What's like a like how you feel about the Teslas? I, I don't mind Tesla. I'm not a car guy, so I'm not so much of a tech guy. I'm a car mm, guy. Mm, mm. Um, I feel like Tesla brings in the technology and yeah. the idea. I mean, they were kind of first to market, I think, maybe. Mm, for like uh, the with, energy, with, yeah. with regards to um, electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. 
EV. So I think they did it. Yeah, uh, they Elon did it. did it big. Yeah. But when I talked to some car people, mm-hmm. like real car people, like guys who own dealerships or whatever, they they always say that the the car design isn't so great. Mm-hmm. But when you bring the whole package together to right. and the marketing and all that, I don't think you can beat it with, in terms of EV. Yeah. I may be wrong, but yeah. this is probably not my some, specialty. There's probably some guy out there that's like the Ford Fusion e-bike thing is way better. Or e SUV <laughs> is so much better. Leave it leave it to guys to be talking about their girl and then just <laughs> into cars. Yeah. So Okay, let's go back to yeah, that. Yeah, okay. so, real so, quick, before we get into the episode, what did you what first impressions? Oh, she's she's a sweetheart, I could tell. Yeah. And I could tell by the discussions that I've had with you regarding your relationship that things are really good and um I'm wishing you all the best, right? Appreciate it. But when I saw her face light up when she saw you, I was like, Yeah, I know there's something there. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's, I, you know, I hope that works out for you and Thanks, I hope I get to meet her more in depth. Yeah. Get to we'll, more. We will like plan a dinner. We've been overdue, like something like that. Even like getting yeah, Andre and sure. just like, uh, going out. Um, yeah, just, this is the beyond reps and sets family. Beyond right? reps and sets. And with that, um, I know you got some blind rankings for me. Mm. Okay. All right. We're, we're, we're only going to give you guys one today. And uh, then we're going to give you some real meat in the episode. So I know you are off the market. Yes. But. Oh, no. Why is he doing? <laughs> trying to set me up? We just had a moment, Adam. What, what's going on? Okay, look. I'm 10 years your senior. Yes. So, you know, I haven't been in the game. Okay. So and I know potentially some of the listeners may be single and they may be yeah, wanting to find somebody, true. right? So. Very true. Top five. Rank these okay, okay, from one to five. All right, from best to not so good, okay, or best to worst, okay, places to meet a quality spouse or woman or man, whatever you want to call it. So, we're talking about hubby wifey material, yeah. yeah. I think I could only speak to the the wifey, Mm -hmm. um, okay, yeah, so where. Like men looking for wife, like where to, where they can possibly run into wifey. Yeah. Well, I think traditionally in the courting era, right. It's usually the man, but like, obviously uh, times are different. So things might be Girls going out there. This is why I'm bringing it up. Okay. 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 I like it. I like it. (laughs) A little nuance. Yes. A little, uh, little context. Okay. Give it to me. Okay. So, okay. First one. Grocery store. Why well, I used to love a grocery store. Um, didn't get a lot of time because I got into the grocery store game late. Um, I wish I would have really gave it more attention. Ah, uh, man. I think because it's practical. You know what I mean? Like you have to be responsible if you're going to grocery. So someone that's in there, especially the timing of the grocery as well. So if it's not during a peak hour, you know, um, Someone who's not there just on the weekend, but finds time to work it in on on a weekday as well. I think that's up there. I gotta go, but I don't know what else you're gonna say. So I'm gonna. That's the point of it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna put it up there. I'm put two. Groceries up there. Groceries up there. All right. Um, Wedding reception. Oof. 
I don't. I I haven't had too much experience going to. I've been to maybe two weddings in my life. Okay. So and most of the time I wasn't like a child. So, um, I maybe I'm for that reason personally I don't have too much experience there. So I'm gonna put well, it down. I mean, there's there's dancing. There's, no, I I know. Alcohol. I know, but I also feel like because people know that they might be going there with that intent. Mm -hmm. And I think intent is a really good thing for relationships. Love is in the air for relationships to last. I feel like personally, it's gotta be an organic meet. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And if you're already going there being like, okay, there's going to be a bunch of people, my same similar age, who knows, you know, you never know. I might find it that one. I feel like that might breed like a little bit of too much pressure on that first interaction. So I'm, I'm going to put that like, but you could still definitely find it because love is in the air. It's beautiful. You see a great reception. There's like swans in the shape of a nice sculpture, you know. Uh, so I'll put it. I'll put it four. I'll put it four. Okay. Not bottom, but not personally my, my top. And then we got church. Oh, you, you know I'm a church boy. Grew up. Um... Okay, in to order for relationships to work, a lot of values have to align, mm. and to have religion be something that you don't have to have a kind of a, a overarching conversation about, like that could be something that could possibly divide, you know. Um, so I'm not gonna because I have thing at two. I'm gonna go church number three because I think you answer a lot of the questions. So if you do find someone there with the same interest that you're attracted to, you know, let's say someone might not want you to wait for marriage if you find them out out in the wild out in the streets but if you meet them in church that's kind of something that might come with the territory now there are definitely people that still might have a problem with that even in church because they're um maybe not as strict with it but you're a lot more likely to find someone that will that will see that as a viable thing as opposed to maybe somewhere else so I, i'm gonna put church three i think my mom would be not so happy with that one but i'm gonna put it there she wanted that number one (laughs) okay um so we got two left now got two left okay the nightclub five in term no because (laughs) you know what i'm saying it's it's low because if you want to have a good time you're like 21 18 just figuring out don't even know you've changed your major like two times you just got an undergrad underneath your belt Go crazy, you know what I mean? Um, still be safe out there, of course. But I see nightclubs as more of an exploration place, not a place where you're gonna build something long lasting. Okay. Yeah. So we only got one more. I know. What are, what are we what are we left with? Online. I I, yeah. No, I I double that. You know why? You know why? What generation are you again? Your millennial gen- i'm like just just got a millennial that's a millennial answer for yeah. sure Be- because here's the thing i prefer to to meet people out in the pers- out in out in out in the wild <laughs> but but online did have a, a play in how me and my girl met okay yeah tell me a little about that yeah we yeah. i haven't told you oh, okay yeah. i'd like oh. to know this okay so I don't know if she's okay. If anyway, <laughs> I'll tell her. I'll, t- I'll tell her like the the bear skeleton, and then I'll deal with after. But um, it was on TikTok first. TikTok, TikTok. I know, and I just got on there, so I was like, "Yo, TikTok." Not like plenty of fish or one of those. 
Is that still around? I don't even know. I don't, I don't know. But there's a lot more. There's like there's like Muslim meats. There's like Christian okay. meat. Yeah, whatever religion. Hey, man, if you, you, you think can skip the church, then if 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 you got one of bro, those, I'm, right? that's what I'm that's what I'm okay yeah. with online because I feel like you can weed them out. <laughs> you can put on the filters. <laughs> <laughs> And the app, I would put apps in there as well because it's the opportunities, all of us, especially after pandemic, are working from home or the office space idea has really been like deconstructed as of late within the last five years. So I think with the big the increase of like independent work, I mean, look at what we're doing. We're creating a whole entity corporation just out of your your clinic here. You know what I mean? So it's like the idea of independence and, and building things is a lot more. And, you know, impl- that by chance, like being an employee of something is also going down. So your time might not be as available just to say, okay, I'm going to go, go out. Um, and I also think the emphasis isn't, isn't there like it once was to so just be like, Oh, I'm going to go to a bar. Right. Um, and that could change based off your area and stuff like that. But just off of my experience, I know a lot of people that are just like, you know, I can talk to a bunch of different people online and then filter out who I don't like and then go. I still like the organic feel because um, you get a better sense of of people and who they are because you can say one thing, but then meet somebody and then be an entirely different thing. Uh, so I, I enjoy like um, a friend's recommendation. I enjoy going out to events where there's a social aspect baked in. So like meet cues. I uh, did pop-up shops when I was just doing business, you know, so, you know, definitely not going out there with the intention of like, oh, I'm a chat bear gal, but, you know, if it happened, you know, I, then be open to it. But the thing with me and my girl was, um, it was on TikTok. I posted a little like, you know, I was, with, I was in the gym, I was pumped up, you know what I'm saying? But she- Proper the, lighting. Yeah, downward proper lighting. Li- downward lighting, you know what I mean? Um, the bulk was hitting, you know, I put on like maybe a pound or something, you know, I was feeling myself and I put a little edit together, nothing crazy. Um, and then I saw that she like, liked that video and I thought she liked it from my, my physique. She was like, no, I thought you were, <laughs> she was like, no, I thought you were a douche. I thought you were a douchebag when, when you saw that. That's what she said. But, in in a she didn't use the word douche, but she was like no, like I like I was like okay, you didn't have to say it like that, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> but it was more it was more like it was more like I saw your smile, ooh, because I she smiled. Got game. She got yeah game. yeah she 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 you know wow. So she's like I like the smile, but we were still strangers. So she followed me off of that, or I think I followed her when I saw her me that she liked it. Cause I'm like, oh yeah, she definitely wants me. And then <laughs> I followed and then it wasn't until I got in the DMs. I was like, oh, this is not as easy as I, as I thought it was. And then she like, we, like I was like, oh, we should um, talk. Cause we connected on the fact that she wanted to get into kin. Um, and I had gone into kin, you know, you, that was off of your recommendation. Actually, you you played a role in my life more than, more than, you know, and you'll kind of see that. It's a long game, bro. Yeah. It's a long game. It's, it's destiny, but, <laughs> but yeah. so. Long story short, she kind of ghosted. She didn't kind of. She ghosted me from there after I sent her like, yo, let's let's talk. Here's my number. Um, and I was like, I just chalked up to the game. One thing you got to do that I would recommend, fellas, is the game is the game. You know, like no one owes you anything. Don't get butt hurt if someone that you showed interest in doesn't show that interest back. The game is the game. Not everybody has to like you just because you like them. So 
she she didn't reciprocate in that moment. I was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna continue living my life. And then it was at a pop up, you know. Mm. Um, me and my boy, we did this little like um, uh, we flipped wallets. So we got wallets, then we flipped for a little profit, split it 50-50. Nice little business venture. Um, the RFID wallets were going crazy at this time. Um, and the pop-up happened to be at the gym that she was at. Okay. So then, and she's, and we both know if we didn't meet each other in person, it would never, because we're not super online like that. We, we, we had both never been on dating apps or anything like that, you know? So now I'd like to hear her story. Yeah. <laughs> I we we've, we've I've I've learned like I've learned different things about like what I thought things were and like what I thought was winning it over versus what was actually. Right. So I think the main thing I could say to you know any any guy, especially if you're like just getting out there, is be your authentic self because whether or not you think or you're trying to be somebody else, it's gonna get found out eventually. So the quicker you can get someone to to Facts. buy into you Facts. for who you are, the quicker you're going to find out whether you're actually compatible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my last question would be then. Yes, sir. Is it really a game? Because you talk about the game, but is it really a game? I, I say it like, you know, like the game of business, you know, like if someone, that's kind of how I use, like, I guess if you want to use the uh, analogy, like the game of fitness, you know what I mean? Like if someone says they're going to show up the game you know, of life. The game of life. Yeah. You know, like I kind of look at it like the courting thing, courting phase is the same thing where if you're going in to get to know someone that doesn't, you're not, you're not owed anything from that experience. And I think a lot of people walk into those things with entitlement, like, oh, this person should have already known this. And, you know, if there's anything I've learned over my time, it's that you're assuming something, ask a question, you know what I mean? To get clarity on situations. Um, so... That's what I mean by the game. It's not like, oh, I'm going to text her and not reply for an hour. That's a little bit childish. Um, and you got to go through those things to kind of get to a point where you don't need to do those things anymore. But the, when, I, when I'm using the term game, it's just like, that's the, this is the reality of the situation. In business, in life, in relationships, no one owes you anything. So you, you, you go into it with that notion put your best foot forward. And if it's not, if it's reciprocated, great. We move forward, we find next steps. And if it's not, then you also just adjust your energy and shift it towards it's where it's wanted. Well said, well said. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was good. I like that. I like that one. Yeah. So you, you want to do a quick break? Yeah, let's do a quick break and then we'll get into our main topic. Do you want to, do you want to tell them what we're, yeah, so I'm excited. I think, it's a common question that I think trainers get asked um, or people who help people along their fitness journey is how do you finally get that transformation to a, a beach body or a bikini body? Okay. And what we want to do is dispel some of these myths and misconceptions that people have regarding uh, getting into shape for the summer months, Love that. right? Or like a, a vacation that you have planned, right? A lot of people, they like to look back on pictures and say that um, they have achieved that aesthetic that they're looking for, right? So I think we should take a, a little bit of a dive into that. And I got some questions for you as well. Okay. But if we can find some actionable items for people, I think this is a good time to start. 
All right. So when we get back, you guys are going to get a full mapped out uh, actionable items on how to get your bikini body or yeah. beach body. All right. All right. Yeah, man. And we're back. We're back. Like, like we never left. Well, technically we did. You guys don't. Like we didn't leave. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so I think first things first, mm-hmm. you should define what uh, beach body or bikini body is. Okay. okay. So, so Cliff, what, what is your idea of that? Um, and I think there may be some misconceptions of what that is. F- first off, I'd like to say that anybody can wear a bikini. Um, we're n- there's no judgment here. But what typically people consider to be a bikini body is, I guess, um, a, a, a sculpted, uh, toned, lean, strong-looking physique. At least that's what I see it as. Mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty good job because for going based off of like Western, um, norms. like Hollywood norms yeah. of like where we like Baywatch and like David Hasselhoff and right. my girl with the blonde hair, um, Pamela, Pamela, yeah. Like I think that's very much like the archetype, and obviously there's wiggle room depending on where you're where you lie, but I think the general uh, consensus is. A toned if you're a guy, six pack, uh, developed upper body, um, swim trunks, you know. Uh, and I think yeah. the term toned gets used a lot. I, I'd like to do you want to clarify, like, clarify it a little bit? Okay, so because um, the term tone comes from tonic. Uh, when we look at in the in the science world, right, <laughs> or the the medical world. When someone has too much tone in a muscle, it's also negative. Uh, or if okay. you have too little tone. Oh, I didn't. I didn't actually know yeah, that. So it's the neural uh, activation or drive to the muscle at rest. So I'll give you an example. You know, back when you're playing soccer, you probably felt like your calves were always tight. Yeah. Yeah, it's because of a lot of usage. So someone who works their muscles will feel like they're a little tighter in their body. So, so I think, so people mm-hmm. look at not feeling flabby, um, feeling a little more, you know, tighter, defined. I think that is basically what the beach body or bikini body is. Okay. I think that's a great um, definition. Um, so it's like uh, staying within a certain body fat percentage and um, having, let's say, more muscle density to, say so, to yeah. accentuate um the curves yeah curves and and musculature right okay yeah yeah um so wait i I had a question for you real quick we can do it like real quick before we get in so is that different from cramping or is that like this that's a dehydration thing right that that's a little different different okay yeah but someone with high tone like if you poke their muscles they will bounce back at you okay it's just a lot of neural drive to the to the muscle more of a cns thing yeah okay okay yeah didn't want to guess um yeah and i think most it seems like most girls these days Mm -hmm. they want the slim waist you're being too nice with the hips it's it's a it's a definite like especially with the thing of social media now obviously we're not speaking to the minority that you know um like there's there's a actually there's a big population of people not on social media. 
But if you're on social media between the ages of like 18, maybe even as young as 16, from what I've seen, 16 to like 35, 38, there is like a strong push for this archetype you're going to yes to. And I think for the, for the guy, right, is what is seen on social media is, you know, the chiseled, ripped, jacked guy with all the veins popping out vascularity on 10 yeah yeah and i think that is there's a misconception there because it's very difficult to get like that and i think it takes um it takes a lot to get into that position and that level of shape to say the least man right yeah so yeah i think that's um that's important and let's get into some misconceptions that people have with regards to the process of doing it. Let's get into it. Cause don't you find that people often want to do it with not enough time? Very highly over simplified um, timeframes. So yeah, the most common one personally, um, yeah, bring the mic va- down a little. vacations, uh and uh weddings mm-hmm. like my my sister's weddings in two months and i was like yes, and you're two just months like, yeah a hundred percent exactly that's very and, misleading right and that's coming from um, someone outside of the, the industry that can even see through see through that. But I think yes. if you're not looking through a critical lens like um like Andre, then you're just seeing these things and like, oh fuck, oh, oh shoot, like Oh yeah, that, hold on. Can we swear on this podcast? <laughs> it kind of slurred out. I was like, wait, wait. Do we Hey, if it comes out naturally, it is what it is. Okay. 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 We won't we won't push for it. We won't push for it. Um we wanna appeal to everybody. Yeah, so basically what our producer was saying, uh, Andre, is that, you know, you see a lot of these three-month transformations coming out and um, there's a lot of, there's a lot missing with regards to um, where that person was starting, their starting point, like we discussed in the last episode, training training age. I was just about to say. Because that first blow of the balloon, okay? Those beginner gains? Yes, the first blow of the balloon sometimes is the most difficult. Like everything has to line up. Okay, and I'm not talking about just the newbie gains. I'm just saying if you're uh, if you're trying to build muscle, it the first blow of the balloon is difficult. Afterwards, though, you could stop training for a year, and within half, you know, a, half four or five time. months, you can gain get right back to where you where you stopped. I would say there's a half-life on it for sure. Yeah. Like if you've been consistent for a year, you probably got, I mean, there's obviously context in how hard you're going the other way. Um, uh, it'd probably take you a bit, about half as much time to get back to 80% of what you were at that peak point before you had the hiatus. Yeah. So, so first misconception is the length and time that it takes you to get to your expected goal. If you are coming from no training experience at all or from a position of 
um, extremely overweight, so we're talking obese or anything like that, you got to give yourself a year because you are doing a whole 180 from probably the things that led you to that current position, the things that have taken place in your lifestyle, the mental hurdles that you might be dealing with, your relationship with food, um, your relationship with, with the gym. You know, we talked about trigger responses episode one right. um, and why you might even have trouble lifting or, or doing anything active. So giving yourself and, and time crunch will only increase anxiety and, and, and cortisol levels and a bunch of different other hormone responses that we don't want to be taking place when you're thinking about the initiating stages of your fitness journey. You're going to set yourself up for failure yeah. and you're going to want to quit. And that's where the new year and new me people who have all this motivation Jan come January, 2024, we're very close to this end up, you know, this is statistically proven. If you look at most gyms, Within the first month of whatever that boom was, I don't know the exact numbers, but I would I would venture to say maybe it's significant. It's, a significant, it's, it's noticeable. Yeah, it's noticeable. Maybe we can like uh, drop some 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 studies. You can check the numbers for yourself in the link below. But yeah, the numbers I would say above. 60%. I don't really think that's necessary. You just go to the gym in January. Yeah, and then even if you don't go, if you don't return, <laughs> come back in March, and you'll see the difference. A whole different, <laughs> right? But the people that stay the same, those five AM clubs, mm -hmm. they're gonna be there throughout the year. Speaking of people who stay the same, I think another misconception is that all you have to do is do cardio. Oh my god, we're gonna be saying this so much because it's such a, it's ingrained in society that cardio. Like I posted a video on TikTok. Yeah, I didn't show you this. And I was like, um, it was a silly thing, you know, um, like stay standing if you believe cardio equals fat loss. And then the, the, the next clip is like me like lying down. <laughs> and I thought it was funny. I thought it was, you know, it didn't do, it didn't go crazy. Like, it, you know, was average for what I do. Right. Um, but the guy, there's a guy commented and he's like, he's like, um, last time I checked, should I pause for the phone? I don't think so. Let's keep going. Keep it rolling. So last, so so he was like, last time I checked, this is how I pictured him sounding. Um, he was like, last time I checked, um, boxing, swimming, all get you sweating and get you, uh, get you to burn calories. So uh, I don't know where this guy gets this information from. And then all I responded was, cardio doesn't guarantee fat loss being in a caloric deficit does, you know? So just basic understandings of thermodynamics and how that plays. And yes, there are a hundred other different variables. Are you going to be more likely to be in a deficit if you're doing a bunch of cardio? But yeah, but it's not just about how much calories you're burning. It's what effect that's having and what you're actually losing. Are you actually building muscle through that? Like, so in terms of fat burning, I would say you're, you're not getting anything there. No, uh, I think it's important to understand that how do you actually burn fat? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you have to be utilizing fat um, as an energy source and you lose it through expiration. So as you, as you breathe, you, you're actually... You're breathing out fat cells. <laughs> it sounds nasty. What a but... crazy talk. What a crazy way to, to word it. But yeah, when you look at it. Yeah, yeah. sweat. You're a little bit in your urine. Yeah. Right? Like you. that's how you expel fat. You know, I've never thought about that. There was like a 
TikTok trend that was like, where does fat go? Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I've never thought about it like that. And you poop it out as well. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think there's a few things to unpack here. I think it's really important for people to understand this. Mm-hmm. First off, people always want to, uh, okay, not everybody, because I think people are starting to learn yeah. more. The, the viewer has gotten a lot. We're not viewer. Um, the the daily consumer, consumer, consumer. Thank yeah. you. Has gotten a lot smarter. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there is a growing voice that is educating people about this, but let's give some shout outs to some, to some other like uh, resources that we can like put a little stamp of approval on in terms of information that we hope to be in the, the same light of one day. I think the bodybuilding community um, there are some positives that come out of it, yeah. right? Because essentially they're just trying to maintain as much muscle mass and burn as much body fat as possible. Obviously there are enhancements, uh, PEDs that they use, but that's not the, f- that's not the full picture, right? There's a lifestyle involved. I was saying more to like podcasts that we listen to that we will like, brush up on that are in our sort of zeitgeist oh yeah there's some there's some good podcasts out there like i know mind pump's been out there for a while now doing their thing shout out to mind pump um there's also um if you want to go more the science route uh andrew huberman like if you haven't know get to know this is this is a guy that's going to take it to he's got a good series with andy galpin yes uh dr andy galpin who is uh, an exercise physiologist out of uc berkeley i think don't yeah. quote me on that yeah but um, oh they will and they'll be like they won't listen to the entire episode and then they'll yeah. comment this guy really think <laughs> yeah and there's a lot of researchers out there that are doing their best to try to take yeah. anecdotal um anecdotal ideas or uh, beliefs mm. and study them to prove it yeah. right which is which is great um there's also mark bell mark bell's power project yeah. uh they they're doing their thing as well um one of the younger guys in this space uh in and on youtube jeff nippard is also he's oh, yeah some, fellow canadian as well fellow canadian yes. he's, he's got a lot of good stuff i just wanted to take some time to, to shout out people that are taking the time to research and and, and give out yeah. quality information because i think a lot of time it's easy just to come into a space and talk about what's not going on and being a part of the problem rather than the solution. So I think we should do eventually a blind ranking of that. Yeah. I think that'll be, that'll be cool. Guys, let us know. Yeah. Well, you guys aren't going to hear this yet, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's get back to yes. what, I, what I was saying. Yeah. So cardio yeah. plus slashing calories equals bikini body. False. False guys. False. Big, big um, what's important to know is if you do cardio and slash your calories, you will lose weight. Okay. But you're just going to be a smaller version of yourself with regards to body composition. So there is no determining factor that you can still be skinny fat. So without the introduction of, and I think we're going to get into this um, resistance training. um, There's, there's no real guarantee that what you're losing isn't going to be muscle density or something else. um, Leaving you now with a, just like Adam said, a smaller version of, uh, the what you were before yeah i think what happens is i this is this is our second point but uh, you often will fall into these yo-yo dieting um uh, cycles 
right? Huge, huge. If you follow a fad diet, you're basically just slashing your calories. You're restricting a food group or whatever. And then you're moving extra and you're doing a lot of cardio. What happens is you, your body is going to pair muscle down. We have to understand that there's something called a said principle, specific adaptations to imposed demands. This was around before I went to undergrad and did my kin degree, uh, you know, doing exercise physiology. We know that you should be utilizing exercise based on the ad adaptation that you want. So you present a demand to the body and the body will adapt to that demand. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if we're talking about cardio, okay. The energy system that you're using within that activity will determine what type of energy source you're going to be utilizing, right? Mm -hmm. So there's um, creatine phosphokinase, which is the initial energy source of, right? I'm not going to go into the details about mm -hmm. it, but it's Just like the spark. it's Just like the spark doing a notes. sprint, mm -hmm. right? Like a let's say you're a fast um, hundred meter dash sprinter and you can do it in 10 seconds or under, that's the system you're going to be using, okay? Then after that 10-second bout, when you're going into the 30, 40-second range, like a like a hockey shift, right? you're going to be using uh, glycolysis, which is, um, at that point, you're using carbohydrates. Anything beyond that, you're going to be using... Oxygen is required. Now, I might... To be caught in my foot in my mouth here. Um, I'm just trying to recant. Crab my... cycle? Crab. Yeah, crab? the crab cycle. Okay. So my grade 12 biology teacher yeah. would be so happy right now. Now, in that energy system, you are actually burning more fat. Okay. okay. So you ever go to the gym and you hop on the cardio machine, they're like, if you work at this intensity with your heart rate at this point, you're going to be burning fat. So this is the message. This has been the messaging for a long time from the fitness industry. You got to be on the machine working at a moderate to low intensity to burn fat. That is true, okay? But when you are utilizing fat as your main source of energy, your body's going to want to keep it around. Oh, it's because that's the main resource that the body has right. become adept to. So that becomes the adaptation, right? You adapt mm -hmm. by bringing muscle down your body will pair muscle down because it's not efficient. Mm. Look at like um, a marathon runner, right? Yeah, the, the those those Kenyans are fast, yeah. but they've adapted so much that they're like five, on average, like five, seven, 110 pounds. Yeah, it's insane. And, they, and, and when you look at them, like, it's like, oh, they're skin and bone. But there's there's probably like some dense muscle. I would I would I would assume with that. I I don't know. Like I I don't. It would be really interesting know. to. I think genetically they are blessed with yeah. the ability to adapt in a certain way. That's not like the average person cannot facilitate those adaptations. I would say, uh, and you know we don't have to get into a case study right now. But I would say that the more determining factors would be their aerobic health so like how well they're diffusing, yeah how well they're diffusing oxygen over and and taking out carbon dioxide and then also um 
their their altitude and how that affects their training. Oh, well, their will. They're just yeah. willpower to just yeah. get through it. Yeah. It's funny. I saw this video. They had this like big treadmill contraption and they were putting it on the speed. I've seen that. Did you see that? I've seen that. And it's like jeg- regular. It was regular, <laughs> regular Joe Schmoes yeah. that were trying to keep Trying to keep, keep that pace. Up. And they keep were- up. Chop- Chopra? Is that how you pronounce it? I don't I don't know who I can't remember, but they're trying to keep the pace of the the, the world. guy who set the two hour. Yes. Keep keep I'm I'm butchering the name, but we'll, we'll put it on the I think we should probably put a picture up at least. Yeah. yeah. At least give him give him his flower. But it's kind of funny because you got these guys, they're like sprinting, and within like two minutes, they're <laughs> yeah. like falling off yeah. the treadmill. Check it out, guys. It's actually really it's, it's interesting. And I think to bring it back to what we're talking about, it helps give you real perspective on how crazy these genetic phenoms are um these guys got the best training these guys got the best facilities and even then it would still be really challenging for the average person to maintain you know it gives you a lot of for me it gives me a lot of respect and admiration for what these some of these athletes are able to accomplish so we talked about we defined bikini and beach body yes okay do you think the marathon runners have that? I would not put the marathon. So it's for for context, it's a great point. Like that would not be I would say there'd be a lot more body fat actually on someone. Cause I think someone looks at like Michael B. Jordan is like, oh, that's like one percent body fat, you know, from Creed. And he's probably more in in around like seven to ten percent. Like to actually be sub ten percent. Yeah, but if you look at his training, yeah. I'm not sure uh, the level of cardio that he did because a lot of people were are still in the mindset that you should be doing cardio with your strength training. But I'm going to get to a study that kind of counters that wrong. Lovely. Okay. Do you want to jump into the yo-yo dieting more or you want to just quick step into that? I th- I think I'm just going to – I think we should post this study for people to take a look at it. But let's uh, let's see here. So it was a study done by Lopez P. It was actually it was actually a, a systematic review and me- meta-analysis. But basically, it was looking at uh, the effectiveness of aerobic training versus strength training versus aerobic and strength. And the recommendation based on that systematic review is that... Um, if you are looking mainly at fat loss with while maintaining as much muscle as possible, strength training alone trumps. Love that. Love that. And so we'll get to a, yeah, a, leave a that miscon- misconception later about lifting. Oh, look at that guy. He's got a little teaser from the man himself. So, yeah. I, so I think we should talk. And on the yo-yo. Yo-yo dieting. I, and what that does to you. It, because... This adaptation we're talking about, um, this basically describes what will happen to you when you yo-yo diet. And think about it. We just went through one of the major uh, misconceptions, which is cardio burns fat. So now you pair that with a diet that is inconsistent changing, where you're probably not even getting adequate amount of calories to even just go through day to day. So if you've ever... like. I see this on a day-to-day. I know Adam sees this and has to combat this on a day-to-day with like the trend of the time. So I believe like just when I started, keto was just coming out of its um, 
um craze or craze fast. Yeah. and then it kind of went to like juice cleanse there's carnivore diets um a bunch of different ones and a bunch of ones that are probably out right now that i'm not aware of but the thing with these things that they're all getting at are different ways intermittent fasting like these can be great tools in phases of pro of a bigger arching program that gets you to a sustainable point um but as a as an answer that you're going to do for the rest of your life it is too extreme of an up and down thus the term yo-yo uh for the body to undergo and you're not going to be able to see consistent if we're looking at a chart of of your progress we won't be able to map that on a scale of upward trajectory which is what we'd want same thing as if we we're trying to like map success of a business we want an upward trajectory of like you know starting at a certain point but then over time month to month going here there's nothing worse the worst business to be a part of um is and this happens sometimes it's like one month here good one month not down here one month here you know and and it, the trends it's more of a scatter plot than an actual trend yeah i think the the issue is that most of these diets are what they all have in common is that it will restrict calories and to lose weight in general you will have to restrict calories they're meeting the base requirement without any of the context yeah so what happens is you cut you slash your calories you do a bunch of cardio um you may or may not be doing strength training or not doing it properly mm -hmm. and your metabolism needs to adjust okay when they've done studies these hunter gatherer studies like current hunter and gatherer tribes that are still around doing their thing when they test their metabolism they're only burning maybe a couple of hundred more than the average desk worker when i read that that blew my mind it's even crazy. even at my level of understanding because a lot of the for me personally i was like oh we're living a sedentary lifestyle. A lot of our stuff, we, you know, we're not, we don't have to hunt and gather our food as much. So we're not by, by, by proxy and we're not on our feet as long, you know? So I was always under the impression that that was also a major contributing, but like to see those numbers was staggering. Yeah. So what does that tell you? As humans, we, we can adapt based on the food that we have available to us. Guys, if you don't take anything else, the body is a beautiful machine and we just got to do the things to allow our body to naturally function the way it wants. Now, I don't know what their body compositions are, right? But I'm assuming that they probably don't have the muscle or the look that you guys are striving for. But if you slash your calories and you do a bunch of cardio, your body's just going to adapt to that. So you may not even be losing the weight that you expect to lose. So how do we change that? That's the question. So I think a, a, a program, an idea of how you're going to map and phase in and out would be um, number one. And then also the time frame that you're giving yourself. You should allow for the space for you to understand that there's going to be some growing pains in the beginning. Because not only are you doing something counterintuitive to what you're used to, which is going to be hard. You know, I don't want to sugarcoat things, especially if it's something you haven't been doing for majority of your life. It doesn't life. have to feel impossible though. 
and the, the, the main thing is just to get over that like month period that initial phase and you you touched on that earlier but what about when you get to a point where your body is adapting to the calorie restriction that you have placed on yourself right at that point you got to know how to get out of it yeah because you have to maintain um a, a faster metabolism and that's the key that's the key basically to living in our society yep. where there's an abundance of food yeah and you have a really addictive foods too right highly palatable highly um uh sugary um addictive really yeah you know so i think you, what you mentioned is important like phasing your diet so your nutrition the training should basically basically be the same. I think you can't be expecting a personal record with your lifting. Now, in some cases, if you are um, grossly overweight and your goal is to come down by like 40, 50 pounds, mm -hmm. you could potentially be gaining strength as you go, especially if you're a novice weightlifter you're utilizing the energy stored in your fat cells, right? So I think using, if you are going to be doing cardio, um, because it is, it is an aspect of fitness that has great implications for your heart health and just all um, involuntary blood circulation, uh, things that we do need to survive. So I don't want to, my goal here is not to demonize these things. It's also just to, Put it in perspective. Put it in perspective and, right. and give a little bit of context. So if you are someone who is um, more on the heavier side and is and is and is looking to, to lose that 40, 50, maybe even more, walking can be a great intro to that to just get some more activity. Oh, I love walking for that. Walking I love is, walking is a because great movement. Do you know why I like walking? Talk walking is great because we generally all know how to do it. Yeah, and you don't need a coach. Yeah, won't need you. Won't need have us banging down your door. You know what exactly. I mean? To to tell you, you know, pronator running. <laughs> running on the other hand, a little bit different can be difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I when it comes to cardio, if you have enough time, if you have enough time, okay. In the beginning, let's say you have a hundred pounds to lose. Okay, I know this is not the topic, right? Yeah. The cardio will provide some type of strength gains because 100%. you're using your muscles in ways you probably haven't. You're carrying some excess excessive weight. Load, yeah. But then it comes a point where the cardio is just going to create an adaptation where you're going to lose muscle mass. And we don't want that, right? So we remember, want as, as much as a consistent flow of um, muscle growth and, and strength. Exactly. So remember, the first misconception is that uh, it doesn't take long to get into that bikini body that you want. Okay, that's the first misconception. So we should be making sure, or based it, on, or it, it, are you saying it doesn't or it does? The misconception is that it oh, doesn't, that it doesn't. take enough. that much time. Yeah, you can do it in, in like a month or thirty days. Right. So set realistic expectations and 100%. goals, and then have enough time. Yep. Right. Yep. So right now. You know, it would be a great time to to start to think about um, if you aren't already, if this is something that you want aesthetically or just from a health perspective. It, I mean, it doesn't have to be 40, 50 if, if you're not um, in a place where 
health wise, it would have a huge impact on you. But maybe you just want to be able to to run around with the kids a little bit more, or you just want to. I always, I will always talk about unapologetically about the impacts of that physical activity can have, just because that's my passion. That's where I align, and I think we align with that in terms of how resistance training can impact your life. It's kind of like that whole thesis of of our podcast and what we're doing here, but. Um, even if the goal is just to improve the quality of life, like think about how you can implement little things like walking. Um, if you don't have a membership, um, getting some resistance training and getting some dumbbells and, and starting with the basics. Right. So having enough time, time. first, first off, mm -hmm. second, um, figure out your, uh, what your meta where your metabolism is right mm -hmm. now based on the activity you're doing. And you could utilize formulas to figure out um, where you should set your calories at. Mm -hmm. I really recommend if you're trying to transform your body to track your calories. I know a lot of people are anti-tracking. I will give an alternative just because I've worked with a lot of girls. And it and it tends to be um, girls that don't want to look at the numbers too much, aren't, don't have the best relationship with the scale. Um, and for them my middle ground is like giving them a protein goal because I know that if they're doing that along with some well-balanced meals, then, and then you're just taking pictures of food, then I can kind of have a somewhat idea. And then we can either reduce portion or increase, increase based off, based off of that, you know? Um, so food journal is another way, you know, just logging, write down the things that you're eating on day to day. And then if you're noticing, like I'll use a pretty obvious example, like if you had, you know, two whole pizzas, a shake, and then, and then like uh, uh, you wash that down with uh, some root beer, you know, and that was your calories for the day, then you can kind of look and be like, oh, is this a picture of a whole balanced meal that I should probably be having? How much protein am I having for this meal? And I think that's a nice way. Eventually, if you do want to get serious and get into like body fat, you are going to have to go to that length. But that is a great way to start um, to get a better picture of where things might be going awry. Because it could just be something as simple as the amount of caffeine. Like I did that with a client recently and we, we are now 15 pounds down just by taking out sodas. Mm -hmm. You know, so he was someone that um, we're actually moving him into a different phase of his training now and um, upping his protein a little bit more because he's, uh, I don't want, I want to make sure that he's still retaining muscle because he's 200 plus right now um but yeah it was the sugary drinks that was his crux for him i think you if you have enough time for the transformation you can start pretty basic by just making changes like you don't need to know exactly where your calorie expenditure is at this point mm -hmm. but i think um like you said upping your protein for one figuring out basically what your protein intake is and just doing that first right it's a but when it gets closer when you're at let's say you started six to eight months out and you're at that three month mark i think it may be worth it to go to a little start. more deeper exactly yeah. just because uh, you're gonna be fine-tuning what you're eating it's gonna be a little harder to lose weight at that point or to burn fat, especially because we're trying to maintain muscle mass while burning body fat. So when you're playing that 
that dance, it's really you you have to fine tune things, right? I would say if you don't have any constraints on time and you're just like, you know, you know, you're giving yourself like two years. I love it just, that. It all, it all, it all, it all depends on what you can manage and, and what you're willing to facilitate. There's, I don't think there's a world where if you're trying to be more intentional with it, where calorie tracking won't be beneficial. So that's kind of how I'd frame it. You can do it uh, with food journaling and stuff like that. It's just going to take a lot longer because you're playing a lot of trial and error. And um, if you're okay with that, which I know a lot of people aren't, people I feel like already are like, damn, I got to take a year. You know what I mean? To get just for ne- ready for next year's summer um, is an eye-opening thing for them. So it, it whatever it, it might look at from the outside, like, oh, I got to do Because anytime you talk about this, it's like, I got to do this. And it takes five minutes. It takes five, five, 10, maybe 15 minutes to get all this information down. The fun part is getting in there in the gym um, and figuring it out for yourself. And then looking at how that worked for you, you know, and how in depth you go with that. I think you can kind of find that middle ground for you, what your level is and what you can manage. And I think we're touching on the beginner at this point. Yeah. But let's talk about the person who wants to be within striking distance all the time. And this is, I think, where I think, I think it's, I think it's really uh, a matter of your preference and the lifestyle that you want to lead. But I think a healthy lifestyle is being in striking distance. So three weeks out. Okay. It's a great point. I've heard this from, I think his name was Ben Bruno. He's a, he's a celebrity trainer. I think he's out of New York. Okay. And he's trained a, a bunch of people. He like in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think he's he's good friends. I'm thinking of somebody else. I thought, you, said, I thought you were about to just name drop some people. Right I was going to name drop some celebrities, but yeah. there's no point in okay. that. But what he describes is he likes to have his actors and actresses, actors, um, within striking distance. So three weeks out. So in three weeks time, they can be so 10% ready. or yeah. low, lower than 10% body fat. That's a similar thing with um body uh, bodybuilding as well. They're kind of always phasing in and out of their programs and then staying within that three to six week window relative to their show day. And I think fighters like MMA fighters, fighters and boxers yeah. should be also doing the same thing or else it's just too hard yeah. to, to change your body that quickly yeah. if you're not. So if you're the ideal way to approach this is for one, you're going to have to, okay, let's take it back. Okay. We have somebody and this would be the majority of my clients that I work with. They are for the most part women, but I do have some men that have a difficult time with their body weight and they've been yo-yo dieting for the past year or two and, or it could be even longer than that. So they slash their calories, they do a bunch of cardio, they lose a bunch of weight, not specific weight to body fat, but just weight in general. Their metabolism slows down dramatically and then they can't restrict their calories anymore or they can't 
um, oh, succeed with this yes. lifestyle. It's not mm-hmm. sustainable. So then what happens is they go back to their old lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? Because so you just forget it. Like I'm never going to be Jennifer Lopez or whatever idea. I think it's just because it's not sustainable. Yeah. So then what happens is they revert back. They gain a bunch of weight. Yep. Now the weight they gain is fat. It's not muscle mass, right? So they have a very slow metabolism. They lost a bunch of muscle that they had originally. Then they gained a bunch of weight. That's not muscle and then they go and do it again. Yeah, so it's almost like compounding. Compounding, compounding right? Compounding uh, not only bad habits, but also a real poor frame to build on. Exactly. So if we have someone like that. Or foundation. I think foundation is a better word. Because your yeah. skeletal frame doesn't change. but Right. Yeah. So Attachment. we have to now correct the foundation, mm. which is their metabolism. Because once again, our bodies just adapt. Our metabolism just adapts. So we do something that in the industry is re- is reverse dieting. Break, so we get break them, that down for the people. Okay, so when you're dieting, you're cutting calories, right, as you go to try to lose weight. Yeah. Let's use a different word than dieting. I feel like um, diet, let, let, let's change the narrative um, and just use a term like... Uh, I think that's I think that's a term. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to do something there. That's a term. Okay. At the end of the day, Adam's looking at me like, bro, what are you? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. So yeah, so dieting. So we're taking a look from the dieting perspective and go for it. Yeah. I think I think we should pause for the phone. Yeah. Do you hear the phone? No. Okay. All right, well, keep it rolling. Yeah. Okay, so we're at a point now where the person has um, lost a bunch of weight, or sorry, no, they've gained a bunch of weight back. Their metabolism is shot. When I say shot is um, if if they eat more than, let's say, 1,500 calories, they're going to gain weight. And so the body is no longer efficient at recognizing that as um, unwanted weight and it, and it will conserve it in it's like a set point yeah it's like a set point uh, that's a term that has been used a lot um, in the industry so you have a set point where um, your maintenance calories so the amount of calories you can consume without move. gaining or losing weight mm-hmm. is very low okay unfortunately you they go on vacation or you have like a Christmas holiday or whatever, and you're eating excess calories, all of a sudden you're gaining weight, right? Because your maintenance is too low. And if you've ever done this process for yourself, speaking to to some people that have already dipped their toe in the water, once you're in that position, it is a real frustrating place to be in because there isn't a lot of wiggle room at all. Exactly. Yeah. So if we have that person, we are now having to reverse diet which is gradually bump their calories up while resistance training, okay? And I can stop right here and we can go into another misconception of how much people should be lifting in terms of uh, weight, resistance. Doing a um, a body pump class is not the stimulus that you want to provide to your body 
or to send to your body to, uh, it's not the demand that will provide that stimulus of muscle growth because you're doing basically cardio with weights. Think of it as that's not going to be enough, enough of a, of a um, action to elicit a strong adaptation, which is what we want in terms of muscle being built. If anything, it's going to be something that might even have the counter um, effect of just like reinforcing the the yo-yo dieting and not actually targeting what we want. Exactly. Yep. So this is, this is often what we're dealing with, right? And people are like, I've never eaten. I've, ne- I've never eaten this much. I've never had this much protein. Um, it's almost like their body can't tolerate it, right? So we have to get them doing resistance training while eating more gradually until we get to a point where they can't physically eat more and we're at a good amount of calories that we can now start bringing them into. We've restored their metabolism. Now we can enter a fat loss phase. And that's why it's important to understand the time frame that is the number one misconception because if you've been yo-yo dieting, let's say 10 years, and that's been your life for up and down, you, you've had a kid in between that and your time is even more reduced to give to this, which means you have less energy, you're trying to balance work, all these sort of things. We don't want to add more stress to that already stressful environment to now give this as another thing to be a headache in your life. So understanding that it's going to take time if that's where you're at to get you back to a place where your body is functioning and and actually um, burning the fat or the excess fat now actually getting you to a place where your um, muscle is taking in and absorbing all the protein that we're having and then um, building muscle. And that's why the weight or the scale isn't a real good because you might see some fluctuation the other way um, once we start bumping up those calories. But that's a natural um, thing. It might even be good. And we might even realize that you know, what you conceive as 30 pounds loss Versus body recomp, um, which is not just looking at it as general weight loss, but actually how much muscle we're putting onto our frame. Um, you might see that that number might be not as much weight that you need to lose or, or fat that you need to lose because we're now thinking and shifting our, and it's a little bit of a paradigm shift to, we're trying to build muscle to get the physique that we desire. Exactly. That was actually another misconception that we had on the list. Oh, look at that. Right? Is um, using weight as the main metric of success during this process, a weight on the scale. So I think that's not important, especially in the beginning phases, like we just mentioned, uh, when we're trying to restore metabolism and we're doing it in a way where you're feeding your muscles and you're providing the stimulus to your muscles, often we don't see the scale change. Or if it changes, it it goes down. It, it, sometimes it goes up, actually, in the beginning. Most because of the time. Most, most of the time, times. it's going to go up in the beginning. Most of the times. Because we're getting you to eat the amount of protein that you need. And even then, it's a thing where it's like, damn, I'm struggling to even get um, 30 grams per meal. And if that's the place we're in, then we have like a, 
an absorption and maybe even a fiber mm-hmm. uh, issue with like how we're pairing our protein. You know what I mean? Um, which is going to take time to to reconstruct, you know? So we want to be kind to the body throughout that process. And I think that's a very key thing. And the psychological battle that might stem from you seeing the scale and what that's going to force you to do. It's not even worth it in the beginning. It's not worth it. I would actually, I have a client right now that I do not have her weigh herself. Yeah. I, I, I can't lie. I do do it regularly on a weekly basis, but all of my clients, especially now, I've, I've shifted a perspective to make sure that they understand the relationship with the scale. So we're using it more as like a, a checkpoint to be like, okay, we're probably still in um, this phase of our training where um, we're still building up a little bit more. And then we still use it there along with measurements, body fat, pictures to see if the recomposition is going well so that we can ease the mind, you know? And I think that's the key thing is utilizing multiple frames of reference. Okay. To guard, to gauge success. Yeah. Like measurements, like you said, body measurements, because often the scale doesn't move, but the measurements start to decrease. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so I have one, I have one client who worked with me for about We should wrap up soon too. It's one o'clock. Let's do like another. Yeah, we're gonna wrap it up. Wrap it up right now. Oh, we're doing good. Yeah, this is good. I I have one client who was working with me for about six six months, and the scale moved down maybe seven pounds, but her entire aesthetic changed oh, to the point that. where like people would see her. They're like, "Oh my gosh, you lost like 40, 50 pounds." The conception, man. That's a huge. It's it's the scale can be a good metric more times the way it's being used by 90 percent of people is very toxic is very it's a very unhealthy relationship so it using it in tan in tandem is that the word yeah with yeah. with in other, conjunction in conjunction with other other methods to gauge success is the best way yeah. if you are going to use so let's scale. talk about some of these uh measurements i say strength yeah. is key so if yeah. your strength is going up so your lifts you're good you're getting stronger. You started at 135. You're incrementally putting 2.5 to 5 pounds per week. Um, and it doesn't have to be that week-to-week basis. It could be over a month, two yeah. months, three Could months. even be range of motion in your movements. Yeah. Could be a number of repetitions going up. The yep. volume is increasing. Whatever sort of metric that you want to yep. use. Um, and then body measurements like we just discussed. And also... We got ours coming up soon. Yes. Yeah. And pictures. Huge pictures are important. This yeah. might I might put that number one if we do a blind ranking. Maybe. Well, we'll see. Let's get yeah. to that. We'll, we'll do one of those eventually. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So having proper programming in terms of resistance training is important. Making sure you're lifting the right amount of resistance for your level of training, um, as well as just to elicit that adaptation, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I think in summary, yeah, I think we, I think we, yeah, those are all. The, yeah, like, there's the three ones. phases. I would say, start with restoring that metabolism, building that metabolism up by eating more and resistance training. Okay, phase two would be 
a fat loss phase, right? Once that metabolism is roaring, now we can start to scale back on some of the calories, right? After we've built up your calorie maintenance, scaling back, uh, making sure that you're not going too fast into a too far into a deficit for too long, and then potentially phasing in and out of a maintenance. So phase three would be then trying to get to back to a maintenance level. So once you've once you've moved past the deficit and you've lost the weight that the fat that you've wanted to lose, and you're looking good in your bikini, whatever, then um, trying to reverse out slightly to get back to a higher maintenance so that you don't adapt to a lower calorie intake. And folks, the hardest thing is sustaining your achievement, mm-hmm. right? And I Very think difficult. that's the important thing, integrating back into society. And, you know, I think we should eventually talk about some rules to have in place hundred percent, to create that um, stability with with regards to your weight and your body composition mm-hmm. but nothing better than still being able to live your life and still keep health as a priority exactly like, I, like as a as a fitness professional i hang my hat on that ability and i one of the major messages there's a lot of messages i want to come from this podcast but that is definitely a key one yeah, so. yeah i think that was uh i think that was pretty good yeah yeah so um I had some things that I wanted to jump on with that, but I forgot. So um, those, I couldn't have said it better. Uh, You now have those in your wheelhouse. Use those tools, guys, and um, let us know. Let us know if these tips are helpful. Um, If there's anything that we may be tangent in on today that you want us to go a little bit more in depth on, um, let us know in the comments below. Um, We are here to help. Um, We will have our socials up um in the link below um we'll have it on the graphics check out the videos as well and um for our audio listens we appreciate you uh for tuning in this has been uh beyond reps and sets podcast